Hello, you're listening to Freelance Mum, the mother of all juggling acts, with me, Faye Dicker. And me, Laura Rawlings. Right, this is perfectly timely because I have interrupted... Uh, trying to create something for tea. I've nearly run out of recipe ideas. And so I'm very glad to have the distraction and the opportunity to talk to someone who I wish could rock up on my drive in their van and prepare a meal for me because that's what he does for people. Sadly, I'm too far away. But our guest joining us on the podcast today is Mark Powell. He's got his own business. He's an entrepreneur in Bristol and it's Ice Cream Taco. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi, Laura. How are you? (laughs) I'm great, thank you. Um, let's just explain the name to people, which I think is brilliant, but it will help to paint a picture of what you do as your business and the kind of sights and sounds and and the smells and the tastes that um, emanate from, from what it is you do. Okay, um, so five years ago, I converted an ice cream van, took all the ice cream equipment out of the fridges, the freezers, and replaced it with a full stainless steel kitchen. Um, and I now do uh, Mexican street food, but specialise in tacos. Um, so the name Ice Cream Taco is just a play of words for an ice cream van. Which is brilliant. And, and you, you s- kept the, the music, haven't you? Yeah, I've got the Mexican hat dance. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say yeah, that, I- Laura. It was the music that stood out for me when Mark rocked up at my drive. Um, I was like, oh, the ice cream van is here <laughs> and there's something about that excitement of hearing the music which instantly yeah, takes yeah. you back to being a child anyway doesn't it Definitely. you my know wife, my wife found the invoice for that ice cream chime way before the van was fully converted <laughs> and she went mental um how have you spent this much money on a horn blah, 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 blah. well it went off for two months to be resprayed and have the graphics and the alarm system and everything put on it so the day I drove it back it was fully complete and I put the chime on and she just stood on the side of the road with genius absolutely genius <laughs> oh. I, I was behind you all the way <laughs> <laughs> how much of a risk was it for you to do this Mark what were you doing before what did you have to change in your life to set up this business uh, so before I was doing refrigeration um, and the air conditioning and in 2010 I broke my shoulder playing rugby and I can't physically put my arms above my head anymore especially with weight Um, so doing air conditioning was no go so I just dropped to do the refridge but even with that you've got to lie on the floor and stretch to the back of the machines I couldn't do it I've got no movement there so I pretty much had to sort of self-retire and the only range of movement I have got is an oven range Um, and I've always been passionate about cooking, always been complimented on it. In fact, friends have always said you should try selling your food and it always made me laugh. And I'm like, where? I'm not a chef. Like, it's thanks yeah. for the compliment, but I don't know where to do it. But having the chance, when my whole work life completely changed and unraveled where I couldn't rely on anything to do with strength, which is half my skill set, it sort of gave me the push that I needed to say right now actually I'm going to do this and follow it through what I did. Are you quite a positive sort of person because that must have been quite a shock to go through that sort of thing though. Yeah but there's always there's always good that comes out of anything bad you just got to be in the right moment to be able to say it I Mm. think I always look for it so there's always even if it's tremendously painful we've my wife and I lost our mum's uh, to cancer within seven months of each other uh, two years ago. Um, but there was 
not so much good that come out of that, but mindsets change because of it. And because of the change mindset, good things then happen. And no, you, it's, it's, that's good to hear. You were very lucky, weren't you, if lucky's the right word, um, in quite an early stage in your business to receive business coaching or mentoring from Karen Brady. How did that come about? Uh, yeah, um, so effectively the ITV posted something on a Facebook page that I was following for work. And they said, if you've got a unique business idea that you're just starting, would you mind being filmed? And the the layout of the show was sold. That what could you imagine what it would be like if you knew someone as powerful um, as a business entrepreneur that could give you all the right contacts? They could give you where to save money, shop with them, this festival, do this, do that, open up doors. So wow. I drove to london not knowing who i was going to meet and then they said on the way up that it's going to be karen brady so <laughs> brilliant, fantastic were you um, in the van at this stage just so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. driving to london in an ice cream engine. van love it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so did that but on just before meeting karen they said that the, the role of the show has actually changed because the, she cannot actually advise me to do anything because if i did it under her, her advice and it failed, I could sue her. Um, so it just became what other people might find just generic business advice. But to hear it from Karen Brady when she's looking you in the eye and she's pulling out what she can see um, is good. And then l- lightly telling you what's bad. But in a way that it doesn't hurt when she's saying, don't, I don't think this will work because you can see where she's coming from and her own angle of it. You know, oh, right, okay, I can, yeah, any sort of, she, she helped massively. It totally changed me overnight. So what, what happened, what yeah, say? dying to know? Um, well, she, it was, like I say, it was more sort of basic, generic business advice. She, I had a problem with the street food markets in Bristol where they didn't want to let me in trading. So she came up with a system of bypassing all that and relying on the technology that I've got in the van to go out to trading estates like Bradley Stoke, um, Aztec West and feed people lunchtime. So it was something I didn't really think of until she sort of suggested it. Um, so that helped massively. Um, and so just, looking for your audience elsewhere, basically. Yeah, and then yeah. just not being frightened to be able to sort of say, say in a room, I'm here to earn money. I think mm. before meeting, I was very embarrassed to a point where I wouldn't talk about money in front of people. Um, whereas now, if it's a conversation that needs to be had for ice cream sack, I'm the first to, to talk about it and, and, and pursue it. I think that's something that a lot of small business owners always yeah. feel constantly apologetic for. It's almost as if well, yeah, I'm yeah. doing this because I'm really passionate about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, oh, yeah, but I'm terribly yeah, sorry, yeah. you might have to pay for it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at what point, Mark, did you think, hang on a minute, it's lockdown. I could do something a bit different here. I mean, because you're now visiting possibly different areas of Bristol that you wouldn't have contemplated doing. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I've always offered sort of the home delivery side. In fact, Karen Brody hated it. That was the bit of the business she hated. It's elevated now to sort of more street parties with tremendous social distancing. Um, so I'll park on one drive and then everyone stands literally a drive width away and they will come out at different times to grab their food um, so yeah it was very early on really it, it, I didn't notice the change it was, well I say I didn't notice it I didn't steer it it was just that my inbox 
overnight just went mental how mental when you say that you you're, oh, you now like numbers yeah. and and finance third talk week, but what are we third, talking yeah, third, third week of june i'm fully booked up to the third week of june wow great um, i'm taking bookings for people's street parties um you've definitely I'm, paid off the cost of the of the horn and the van now then by the sounds of it <laughs> yes yeah 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 my wife's happy now Oh, good. Yeah, I'm pleased to hear that. And from my point of view, Mark, and and clearly I'm not the only person here, I think a lot of people have had enough of their own cooking. Um, Mm, And it's just a pure joy to be able to have someone else cook for you, for it to be delightfully fresh and, more to the point, turn up in this beautiful van and have it delivered to your doorstep. Do you think it might be something that you'll continue to promote that side of things as lockdown, if it ever, is slowly released? Yeah, I think so. In fact, when I used to do it before, there was more interaction through the hatch, which slowed me down, really, and stopped me taking on more bookings. Well, now that I offer a non-contact delivery service and take pre-orders, I'm a lot more efficient, a lot more quick, uh, a lot quicker. So I think I'm going to hold on to that element when the lockdown starts to relax and actually say it's still going to be a non-contact service you'll get still get to see the van but it just speeds things up it's more it's more efficient that way i think so if people ordered so they've all pre-ordered and you've made <laughs> everything in advance and then you effectively serve it up to them and box it up and they zap yes yes they'll send them through their pre-order i still come to their address i'd make it up in the back yeah. of the van but i wouldn't have the hatch open talking to them mm. I um, see. and then i just leave it on the doorstep they would have paid uh, in the bank or via transfer or PayPal, whichever they prefer. Um, and then I move on to the next one. I can get a lot more done. I was just going to say, is it complicated keeping up with the payments, like working out to make sure everyone's paid just on a systems yeah. question? Yeah. How do you do yeah. that? I've got a square reader. So most of them are non-contact is card payments. So they're sort of instantly done in front of you. Yeah. Anyone else that's done via the bank, the they pay direct into the bank by 12 o'clock, which allows me time before I depart at five o'clock to check that they've paid. I, I then tick them off as paid. So when I go there, um, yeah. I don't get the embarrassing bit saying that's X amount of pound. And they said, sorry, we've paid already. Yeah, yeah. And I think from my point of view, part of the joy, we didn't have quite that sort of pre-ordered and put it there, but was actually it's that eyes bigger than tummy feeling like, oh, Mm. I want this, I want that, I want that. You know, that for me, there was part of that joy as well as actually seeing this beautiful van turn up with all its chimes going. And I wanted to ask, actually, what's been one of your favourite streets or deliveries that you've done? I bet you've turned up to some wonderful celebrations throughout lockdown. Oh, throughout lockdown, yeah, certainly. Um, I did one the other night um, where 42 families on this whole street, <laughs> they've all got together since the lockdown. A lot of streets have got WhatsApp groups, and it always it always makes me laugh when people put, they say, can I, can I put it on my WhatsApp group? As soon as they say, uh, I say, yeah, I'm looking at 30 or 40 people minimum for that road, but this one road... Wow. The community care that they've got for that street, I think, will last way after the lockdown. And it's really, really nice to see. 
That's, that's so, so joyful. Yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? But I think I mean, a lot of people have said about this that the community thing has been a big deal throughout lockdown has really helped. And then for you to kind of come and be part of it. Did anyone have tacos for the day or was that not? Was yeah, that not no, they yeah, did, did they? In, I, was, I was in Kingsham for the day. There was two streets officially closed, but I found another five or six that people put out such a beautiful spread in the middle of the road that I was like, Jim, I'll just drive round. <laughs> Don't leave your table there. I'll drive around. Fabulous. Um, yeah, that was lovely. Oh, I love that. That's cool. Did you have to do any... I know you didn't come from the chef side of things beforehand, so I'm just curious. Did you go and do any... Did you have to go and do any training? I suppose you have to do basic food prep or handling or hygiene or something. Yeah. Did you do any more than that? No, not, not skill-wise. No, it's all self-taught, really. I'm sure you'll be an inspiration for people. That's why I'm just curious. You know, lots of yeah, people think. I was just think... obsessed, I was just obsessed with, with, with tasty food. I'm, I'm Irish by descent and growing up on bacon and ham wasn't really good. <laughs> um, so when I got to my teenage years and I found that there was flavour out there, mm-hmm. something that I've uh, always strived to do. And I'm passionate about putting a nice plate of food out and always have been at home. So it just became natural for me to make this. Yeah. Great. What drove you to tacos, you know, specifically? Was it Mexican or was your favourite then? Yeah, so we were lucky enough in 2006 to honeymoon in LA in Mexico and we came across a a taco van and I was more interested in the technology. The food was great, (laughs) but he had had loads of different things going off in the van that didn't make sense. So I really got on with the plate and talked to him about that side of things. Um, And they were Mexican and they reminded me of an Irish household where the grandmother had the full respect and everyone pitched in and everyone was mm. involved, but it was all done through smiles. Mm. And I, I, that was that was it for me. I just fell in love with it and bought some great cookbooks, come back and just continue to do it every now and again. Um, and then in my rehab from my shoulder, that's all I did. Well, I just think it's such a good, I feel inspired. I don't even particularly have an urge to set up a food business. In fact, I'm feeling fed up of cooking. (laughs) So the fact you've managed to make me think, oh, that sounds great. I love the sound of that. um, And what you've achieved is, yeah, testament to what it is you've been doing. I've got just one question for more, if I may ask, because I know I'll be thinking about this afterwards if I don't ask you. But, you know, when you said about Karen making you feel more comfortable by talking about money and presumably setting a price on something and a value and being able to ask for that Mm. and then being much more on top of the figures. Mm -hmm. What advice did she give? How did she make you feel more comfortable? A lot of it was more off camera. She couldn't really say a lot of stuff on camera, but it, just in the communications off camera, she was, she was. you can still be nice in business. I can see that you're really nice and you think that being nice and earning money is two things that can't go together, she said, but they can go together very, very well. It was more along the lines of that, really. Just yeah. saying, you can have moral standards, but you can still reach your potential but by doing it the right way you you don't have to I, I i was just really paranoid of being overly seen trying to chase money down and then the product suffers i wanted to do it the other way around make sure the product is absolutely spot on every time yeah and then the the reputation builds itself i think yeah. it's it's, it's lovely that she said that and said it clearly in a way that it went in. I think some people can give the same piece of advice, but 
it doesn't always resonate, does it? But she no, was, no. yeah, obviously really personal. Someone else could say something that she said. Like I said, it was very, very generic. But the fact that I spent two days with her, she made me feel like a rock star. I would have ran through a wall. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So it, as I said, overnight changed me because when I drove back, for meeting her the first time, I, my wife asked what she said, and I sort of relayed a few stuff. And my wife was like, "Yeah, I've, I've been saying that for months." Hmm. Yeah. yeah, but okay, you're not Karen Brady, though. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. That's exactly what my husband does. I said that. Yeah, all right, but you yeah, didn't yeah, say yeah. it like this. It, 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 and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's, it, 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 it's the way that she came across. She was yeah. absolutely fabulous, fantastic. I think it's very clear from this that there's a real passion about what you're doing. And yeah. there's also a lovely, there's something about families and communities that's a running theme as well. You mm. talk quite mm. fondly mm. about, you mm. know, your Irish roots. Um, mm. And then also this visit yourself when you went to Mexico and you could just sort of see that rapport in the family that was serving you. And now today, here you are delivering um, tacos to communities as they all come yeah. together during lockdown. It's just a beautiful running theme, an observation, you could say. Yeah, I I agree just listening to you and I didn't know very much of your story but yeah it's funny how you can get silver linings from these crazy times that we're currently in um Mark thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today really really nice to meet you and I hope that I do get the chance to um be on a street where your van pulls up at some point soon (laughs) Yes. I know from Faith, it's very good what you're serving up. <laughs> oh, bless you. Well, when this is all blocked, um, all down and over, I'm sure you can come down to Faith and I'll deliver you some food. Oh, we'll nice. hold you yep. to that. Most Noted. definitely. Let's do that. Mark, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Freelance Mum. Don't forget, you can stay up to date with all the latest advice, loads of friendly chats and support in our online group, The Mothership. To find out more information, check out freelancemum.co.uk. Subscribe. Subscribe, like and share from whichever platform you get your podcast from and join us next week as we speak to another expert on an issue that's important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.